What is up, everybody? Jeffrey Lyles, you are listening to Lyles Movie Files. Yeah, we're always talking about TV for a show called Movie Files, but so much stuff to talk about in the world of TV, including our latest update on Married at First Sight, because that show has become so buzzy, even people who don't watch the show know what's going on with Chris and Tate. So let's start everything off. Little brother, how you doing today? I'm uh, not getting as much trouble as uh, Chris, but I'm doing good. Nice. As long as you didn't have a disturbing set of news come your way. Gunner, what's up with you, man? What's good? Everything's good, man. How about you guys? I have lots to complain about, and I will save it for a moment. Jay oh, wow. King, how are you? Hey, man, I'm doing beautifully, man. I cannot complain. Um eager to get uh, to our topics of convo. It's been a while. Uh, back in the saddle let's do it so this week i happened to have the opportunity to watch a movie that um hmm, i'm not quite sure how to describe it so i was excited on one hand but cautious on the other it was one of those situations where i knew it was either going to be really funny or an abomination and by the half hour point of this movie, I was trying to figure out how Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones jury rigged those pins to make them forget things because I desperately needed it after I started watching Coming to America. Not Coming T.O. America, Coming to. That is the name of the sequel, which is kind of clever if the movie was any good. So, yeah. This was, as Javon always likes to call it, uh, Remember Berries. And there was not a joke they left unturned from the first film that they didn't try to go, hey, remember when you laughed at this in the first film? We're going to try it again 33 years later. I I kind of felt bad for Eddie and Arsenio because I really got the sense that midway through, they realize, yeah, we can't do this. We're not young. We're not young dudes in this game anymore. We don't have the kind of energy it takes to make this movie work. I was just thinking, what in the world? You know, I'm not even. I'm not at the point where doing something 33 years ago would have me like a even a teenager. So I was just thinking, what would what would be something 30 years from now? that I would try to revisit and go, yeah, I I don't have this in the tank anymore. And this is how I felt watching this movie, where they tried and they just didn't have it. And they understood, so they started bringing in some other people to try to help them out. But when when your first call for the bench players is Leslie Jones and Tracy Morgan, I feel like you're asking for trouble. Because those two can be funny with the right material. But when you give them material and ask them to be funny, that's a problem because they're going to rely on their same old stick where Leslie Jones goes, I'm the loudest woman in the world, Joe. And golly, does she buffoon? Of course she buffoon. Bug out eyes, all that crap that she normally does. <laughs> Soft shoe. I, I, feel like more... I already saw it in a trailer, man. You can just say yes. <laughs> I feel she was just more ghetto 
than Coon. Same difference in that. You yeah, know, it's a calling card. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Sorry, Jeff. Tracy Morgan's kind of got that. Yeah, yo, I'm, 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 I used to be funny. Remember that? I oh, was funny back in the day, yo. Oh, um, gosh. Yeah. It's like, okay. And then they, they've got this thing where it's a film based off of something from the 80s. So then they're trying to be more progressive with how they approach it in 2021. Oh, so no. They, Did they force it like a CW show? So they have these moments where it's just like, I feel as if the first film was not this misogynistic movie. Because, you know, you look at the women in Coming to America, they were very much operating on their own agendas, and they weren't waiting for some dude to come save the day. They weren't passive aggressive. And, I mean, even the queen, she was like, oh, put a sock in it, Joffrey. I mean, she was talking to the king like, yo, dude, I thought you were the king. And challenging him to do things. Lisa was like, I'm not going to have Daryl and my father plan my life. And... Even Patrice is like, yo, I'm going to do my own thing here and make my own power moves, and I'll do what I need to do, even if people don't want to admit it. So in this film, it was like, yeah, we really got to make sure that we let women know that they matter. And so they just, it's really clumsy when a movie, when a comedy tries to, I don't know, be more equitable in terms of how they're presenting the comedy. So the women characters this time, it's like, yo, we see, we hear you, and we're gonna make sure that y'all are included in the humor. And it just doesn't work. Like mm. they try to throw in something where I feel like it was a, yo, we saw Black Panther. Let's make Akeem and Lisa's three daughters kind of like the Dormelage, and they can all fight because Akeem can fight. And let's do that. It was, whew, man. And so, you know, the story is Akeem and Simi go back to Queens because Akeem has a son and his name is Jermaine. Well, his name. He's played by Jermaine Fowler. And do you guys know him? I know his face. Yeah. He, he's, he is not funny enough for this role. <laughs> he doesn't look it. I'm trying yeah. to, I mean, that's why I was like. He is like one of those like host of Comic View comics. They they funny but they're not like yeah like carry like, a movie okay it's you not, can you shouldn't do be something. carrying a movie yeah it's like you can do something while you're listening to his comedy and like oh it's pretty good yo you talk about having them on Spotify while you're at work right yeah because you're not gonna laugh but so loud you may look over oh were you chuckling just then or sneezing yeah you know whatever. Oh my gosh. And, mm. the same thing. I was like, who's this D-Lester Duke comic view host? Like, oh, my God. Jeff, you're just confirming everything. I'm pretty sure I'm recorded on a podcast saying, oh, I have no faith in this movie. <laughs> I know when we talked about it, I was like, I think it could be good. The dude who mm-hmm. directed, my name is Dolomite, is the director for this one. And, you know. <sighs> But you know, Jeff, even with Dolomite, I could take it or leave it. I watched it once, and I'll, I'll, I'll never have the urge to go back and watch it again. It was okay. 
That's I, felt, and I, I enjoyed that movie. I really, really, really liked that movie. Yeah. Do I need to see it again? Mm-hmm. Not really. It was, it, was, it was a good Eddie role. I mean, Eddie Murphy played the hell out of that. Oh, I love it. He, he deserves he, whatever award he can get out of it. And yeah. I don't need to watch it again. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Gunner, you, Gunner, Jeff, Jace, you know what, too, that, that's working against this all? Or it, play, it factors in? Eddie's such an institution, especially for folks our age and older, right? Mm-hmm. He's an institution. And Eddie is one of those people who's reached that rare air as, as a comedic performer where it doesn't matter what he says or does. We just, we laugh because we know we're supposed to laugh because it's Eddie, because it's him. Mm-hmm. So this movie is going to get by on that alone. So you're going to have people that are going to proclaim this is their favorite comedy and, and so forth <laughs> just because of that. Yeah. And that's, ugh, I hate that. Because it doesn't demand more of. It doesn't demand more of. And the unfortunate part is, if this does really well, we could get, hey, Beverly Hills Cop 4 is on the table. Let's do 48, another 48 hours. Another one. Ugh. Another oh, one. Another no, one. Oh. Oh, another one. So. Mm. In your viewing options this weekend, I think it's very safe to say, instead of watching the sequel, just do like me. Put in the original and laugh, as opposed to watching the second one in quiet rock and sadness. Why did they do this? There's this a part of me that really is worried. It's like, you really would be like, you know, when you're watching those comedies and you're like, I haven't laughed at all in 90 minutes and you really are just like it's like there was no point in coming to america it's like you get to the barbershop scene if you you've already laughed you I mean eddie murphy's like yes f you too and it's like that was funny back then and i'm sure it's like as soon as he goes back to queens he's got to break that one out guys remember that joke i i felt like they had a checklist of Hey, these were the jokes that people really liked in the first film. How can we <laughs> check? Check. Yeah. Got it. Done. Uh, All the boxes. And, and that's sad. That's sad. They deserve so much. We deserve so much better. But I'm gonna tell you something. You got Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall, who gave us one of the, the one of the best com, com comedies ever, right? Ever. They Ever. deserved much more than this. Who wrote for this movie? And you know what troubles me about some of this? And 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 I don't I don't know if this is true because I don't know who wrote this film. But it seems like to me whoever writes this stuff is not sharing the same experiences as the target audience. What a way to phrase that. So, yeah. Okay, um, I I was looking up while you said that because I, I just wanted to let me get this Joker out of my very mind. nice way of saying some white boy broke this crap. <laughs> very polite way. Very huh? nice way of white people doing stuff to a comedy that they happen to like and cross over, and then they screwed it up by just the uh, buffoonery in it, which is exactly right. what I thought it was going to be. Sorry, Jeff, pisses me off. All right, I don't. I feel like the humor was bad. I wouldn't say it was buffoonery. I think when you rely on Leslie Jones and Tracy Morgan to handle 
thirty percent of the comedy. Did you hear what you just said? You're in bad shape. Did you just hear what you just said? Like, I mean, Leslie Jones. I wouldn't call it buffoonery, but Leslie Jones and Tracy Morgan. I'm sorry, I wouldn't call it a bad I've B movie with a shitty them. budget. But Tyler Perry. No. <laughs> that's, that's not even the same category. I wouldn't defend. I wouldn't defend Tyler Perry. I've laughed before at Leslie Jones and Tracy Morgan in roles, whereas I just wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, she's she's been good in the right thing. It's it's not what like what was the right thing? Eh, she was fine in the Ghostbusters remake, top five. She was fine in. She's not terrible. I don't like, know, she I've seen some skits here right and there, thing. but that's it. Yeah, Man, she's been funny in some Saturday Night Live skits. I can't say the same thing about a Tyler Perry. So mm. to answer Javon's question, okay. the screenwriters to this film are Barry W. Blostein. David Sheffield, who I'm sure you can piece together, but the last screenwriter is Kenya Barris. Okay. So that sounds too white. Like I don't even. I'm not even gonna look them up. Sound like two white. Yes. And a black person that I happen to know. (laughs) Yeah. And and the thing is with Kenya Barris, he's he dances on the tropes Mm -hmm. as well. So he does. I'm, he really does. Yeah, that's how he's made his claim to fame to me. Yeah. Um, probably the worst offender in this script. Exactly. That's Same all you me. need to say. What was that show he had? Blackish. His all the issues. Show? All the issues, and then the one that he did where he started it. <laughs> On Netflix. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which was equally terrible. I don't care which if Rashida was- Jones is in it. That doesn't equal gold. No, they had, Black they had three solid episodes. Yeah, that. They had yeah, I think maybe it had 10 episodes, and it yep. had two or three good, solid episodes of comedy. But too often, it felt like he was winking at us, like, yo, this is funny, right? Yeah, y'all right. thought this was funny, too. Yeah, it, I had it right, right? And he doesn't. And it's one of those things where it's like, dude, you're not as funny as you think you are. And at all. He, he's more of a laid back, yo, this is funny, right? And I'm going to keep this joke going because I think it's so funny and y'all are down with it because y'all agree it's funny, but it's not. Um, and also, it's his cash cow, sadly. Yeah, yeah. He stays in his lane and he's like, I am yeah. so not moving. I'll give Tyler Perry credit for this. He at least tries different things that he's equally terrible at, but <laughs> I did this one thing good and I'm not changing it for anything else that I write. So there's a little flashback action, and it, Javon, it's funny because they even throw in clips from the old movie. I'm like, yo, this is the laziest flashback and ever. That's oh. when you know they've yeah. lost the battle. Godfather man, 3 did that on, crap. Man. You all know where that ended up. <laughs> this, this, is, this is God. Don't put Godfather 3 in this category, man. At least that movie was competently made, and I didn't like some choices. <laughs> that was. That movie was fine. Also, this movie is PG-13. Oh. What? Oh. So that adds what? to funery because you just got to try to be funny because you can't be raunchy. You gotta, yeah, you got to bug your eyes out even more. And you uh, know what I hate about some of these movies, Jeff, Gunner, Jace, is they think that, look, I work in the blue just like you, Gunner. You know, we, we curse. We, we add mm-hmm. some explanations, some, some 
some uh, expl- exclamation points to our language here. Um, that doesn't always equate funny, though, right? The right. thing about a PG-13 movie is you have to be sharp. The jokes have to be sharp to me because you can't just rely on saying F this, F that, bitch, this, bitch. You know, you have to really rely on good writing, timing of a joke or, or timing of a sequence of, of funny. You know what I mean? Like, it, to me, it's like going back and some, some of the PG PG movies that were funniest to me uh something like for example i don't know if you remember any mel brooks life stinks yeah or um yeah uh what, what was the one with uh albert brooks and uh meryl street defending your life if anybody ever saw that that is like oh man that's that's hilarious because it's on a list of something it's, we're supposed to talk about later yeah, you have to anyway <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But Just I love it. But I love that. it. No, the fact each other's that mind. exactly vibing, bro. You're right here. Mm-hmm. Those movies, Jeff, like you were just going to say what you were getting ready to say because you were about to say what I was going to say. You have to work harder with the PG-13 film comedy than you do with the rated R because you can stumble into just like ah that was a funny exchange because they were cursing a lot and I can relate sometimes when I'm just going off and this joker you have to be funny in PG-13 like I mean it's watching a sitcom basically because TV is was it TV-14 mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's even mm-hmm. a lower level than that and exactly. your jokes have to be just on point you can't, there's no wiggle room you can't, there's, it's like being on that tightrope. You can't stumble and right. and hope that your comedy is enough if you're going to go PG-13. Can't do that. I mean, look at, okay, you would think this movie would have cursed at some point, at some point through this movie. I, hmm. I mean, minor, you know, PG-13 is different now than it was. No, 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 no. but even then, like, it was on borderline. Like, look at Don't Tell Mom Babysitter's Dead, right? Yeah. There may have been a few curse words here and there. I think there were actually only like five. Um, <laughs> I used to count them when I was a kid because I was that bored. And, and, oh, yeah, Ferris Bueller went up to the 60s, by the way. But that was rated R, I believe. The PG-13 was Don't Know the Moms of Babysitters Dead. And think how funny that was. Like how I mean, you can't – when you can't rely on that, I guess it helps. But I don't know. I, I, I get your point. It's just – I just think bad writing is bad writing too. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, if they threw it, even if they was rated R and they threw in some curse words, it would just be buffoonery with curse words, right? But you know, the just funny gone. part about that, Gunner, is even with the curse words, right? You can kind of hide behind the fact that this is a steaming turd and it ain't that funny with a few scenes of gratuitous cursing. Right? <laughs> a few scenes of mother, and especially Eddie delivering a few F-bombs himself. That's worth a, you know, that's worth a few yucks right there. But when you're operating outside of that, when you can't go into that territory, you have to now get creative with your writing. You got to be funny. You got to create a scenario that is funny. And if you're not doing that, relying on Leslie Jones, what's her name? Leslie Jones. Right? Yeah, Tracy Morgan. Yeah, relying on Leslie Jones to do her thing and Tracy Morgan to be Tracy Morgan, you know what I'm saying? That tra- that routine gets old real fast. It, does. it gets old real fast. Dude, he's been doing it since, bro, I mean, uh, Hustle Man. Hustle Man. <laughs> yeah. That dude been doing that same routine for 30 years after a certain point, yeah. man. 
Hey, listen. Hey, if I could do something for 30 years and people still pay me, I'm not mad at them. Give, give me the check. That didn't mean Come I'm going to laugh at them either. Mm-hmm. All right. So let, let's move on here because I clearly could keep talking about this. But, yeah, don't don't watch this movie unless you're just curious about how everything could go wrong with a sequel to Coming to America. I am so not sure if you guys have been keeping up with this Bachelor Bachelorette drama that's been playing out now, but it is not going away. And it is amazing the gymnastics in comment sections that I read from Clear Karens about this deal. So Rachel Lindsay, Rachel Lindsay, the first Black Bachelorette, has come under quote-unquote fire because she challenged Chris Harrison for uh, trying to defend a white bachelorette contestant after she got caught uh, back in 2018 taking part in an antebellum party and uh, her social media Instagram passed of liking a few pictures that had a Confederate flag in it. I will say that she's from West Virginia, so it may have just been her cousin, uncle, nephew in the pictures. Didn't, yeah. Hey, I didn't realize the Confederate flag was in there. It may just be so common that, hey, how was I supposed to know? So Chris Harrison was like, yo, um, we got to call out the woke police. And racist behavior from 2018 is not as bad as it is now in 2021. And Rachel was like, come on, that, that's terrible. Anyhow, Harrison was like, yo, uh, maybe he talked to some, the good folks at ABC. And um, he decided he wasn't going to take part in the season finale of The Bachelor when the first Black Bachelor has supposedly made his final choice. It is spoiler for anyone who has not watched the show. It's down to his final three. Jay's helped me out with the percentage here, but two of the three are black. And that means there is a what chance that we will have a black couple at the end of this thing? A 66% chance, but in reality, I say negative. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude, I really think that what's happened here is Rachel, not Rachel Lindsay, the one that's in this all this controversy, they're really going to try to push her to be the bachelorette. So that's why they've tried to coat and protect her. And we're going to see Matt choose between two black women in the end, only to go like, I made a mistake. I need to go with the white girl. Sorry. Um, Why would you think Matt would do that? Yeah, we... we, Did did you watch the uh, Women Tell All this, this past Monday? Yeah, I did. Matt James came through with a makeover because apparently he consulted with his his uh, black friends, and they're like, "Yo, we need to we need to get you some rougher edges, brother." So he came out with a James Harden beard, and I mean, it, it was hilarious because they asked him, "Javon, you're cracking up." <laughs> he came out with a full James Harden beard, and I was like, "What are you doing?" He was pretty clean cut. I mean, he had like a janky stubble, but this time he came out with the hardened beard and, you know, low crop hair. And it's like, yo, what are you doing? This is you know, so like The funny thing is, I'm sure some of the girls are like, you know what? Looks like I didn't make a bad choice. Yeah, I'm okay it with was, this. Yo, it was hilarious. I don't know if you heard this, but Chris asked the ladies, like, hey, ladies, what do you think of the beard? 
and like one of them was like, yeah. And it was just like cold, awkward silence, even more so because there's no studio audience to supplement. They probably should have piped in some fan. Yeah. Well, they should have borrowed the Thunderdome and had some fans on video watching. But yeah, That was definitely one of those situations. It's like, that would have been a beard I'd told him when he started asking me to, if he should do it. I said, you know, honey, I don't think that's the way to go. Let's, let's, let's stick with a more traditional look. Oh, honey, that's not you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, mm, no. Uh, oh, Tyler said that? Yeah, don't listen to him. No. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> that's advice from Tyler. That's bad advice from Tyler. Uh, so Rachel Lindsay has been getting harassed from people online because of her quote-unquote role in Chris Harrison not taking part in this season finale. And Rachel has deactivated, deleted, I don't know how you kids do it, with deleted... De- her Instagram. I mean, cause dude, I'm like, uh, I'm not losing all these. I'm not losing all my fans. Um, jokes, 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 just jokes. So Rachel said on her podcast, right now, she's talking about the Bachelor franchise basically being quiet about all of this and not saying enough. So she said, right now you're letting your fans speak for you. This is an audience you have curated for 15 years, and so you had the first lead of color, me. You have built this. These people feel like they had their world, and now people of color are trying to mess it up. You did this. So you need to speak out, and you need to say something. You need to undo it. And at the moment, they're silent. And, yeah, because I don't know if you, I mean, I tend not to go into comment sections for anything involving race because uh, people online are not necessarily the most savvy about their thoughts. And, yeah. So I did stumble on two comments in EW, and these jokers were like, well, what about that other Black contestant who says stuff? I'm like, what, what the heck? That didn't have anything to do with anything. And, you know, it's this art of deflection and this foolishness of, well, you know, not all the Black contestants have been good. And, and hey, of course, Black people can't be racist. I'm like, you guys suck. So, fellas, help me out here. Make some sense of it. Jace, you've been watching this. You've been on this journey with me and Matt James. What do you think about all this? Well, The Bachelor is letting Matt James uh, speak for all things woke and uh, race relations. Uh, that's going as well as you expect. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, like, and, and the fact, uh, I think Chris Harrison is going on Good Morning America to kind of rehab, uh, talk to Michael Strahan to kind of smooth some things out. He's going to speak for Bachelor Nation and why, you know, his actions were wrong. And not the fact that, you know, the fact that Rachel Lindsay's like, hey, I'm not the one who told him to say this dumb crap. Right. He did it all my black. I'm just calling him out. So don't come at me for just your man acting dumb. Right. It's like, it's like and if that's what y'all think, then I really, again, I don't need to be part of this because you're using me to say, to co-sign for all this BS y'all are doing. And it's like, who's, who, I mean, who's going to disagree with it? It's like, I mean, y'all next year are going to have, you know, senior bachelors. Like, but it, I'm, it's like, no, nah, you, you, this, this, it took you, what, 15 years, 25 seasons to come up with, like, hey, the first black bachelor. Like, this, like, like she said, y'all didn't have this. There was no reason almost for this to happen other than to create this fan base, which, Again, great moneymaker, but you knew 
as every wall, a race wall comes down, people get really guarded. They're like, no, no, they're invading. No, stop them. And it's like, you, you made this beast. Like, there's nothing else you can say. Y'all made this beast. You could have broke it down years ago. Like, I mean, there's, I mean, you, Jeff, you've watched the show a lot longer. I mean, you said there should have been a number of black bachelor, bachelors in the show, but they didn't do that. Like, they might, I mean, I don't think, I don't know if any of them were like the last two or three contestants, but it's like, y'all could have put the camera on the black contestants. Like, cause I think it was like, even Matt says like, Hey, I'm building relation. I was building a lot more relationships with some of the black contestants. I mean, the black lady, but when it was edited out, that was not. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, oh, I, I know that. Cause I'm, I'm, I mean, that's, I was spending time. He's like, even in the women tell all, you could see like, wait, that scene wasn't there. Like, you look like, it was, oh, man, he was vibing with her. That wasn't in the show. I mean, <laughs> like, like the, and even just like the Ethiopian girls who stayed there, like, forever, like, why is she still? They edited her completely out. <laughs> like, why is she? Mm-hmm. Like, you had to have this brain, like, seriously, why? I mean, like, I see him talking to these other girls, and he's kicking them off, but the Ethiopian girl, she's just, I'm here for you, Matt. I'm <laughs> gotcha girl and he was like oh you know i don't understand this so it's just like y'all created this beast you can calm it down i mean you're not gonna beat it because that's just how our country has worked when you try and break down their wall just a little bit it's raw taking our country and you you don't i mean you just have to move it's like okay we need to do our part change this and, and just you haven't done that. Figure out how, how to do. I mean, the two faces out of the bottle. Just go from here. Like, hey, we we'll do, we are going to do better. Like, we don't need Matt James as our our spokesman. We need to have our hosts do it. I mean, like the fact they got the like, I guess ex ex football player who's going to be doing the after the rose ceremony. Mm-hmm. I don't know the guy, but it's like you should. I mean, it should almost be a statement from Chris Harrison before the next show or something. Like, hey, I'm taking responsibility for my stuff on this show, not on a supplemental show. Y'all know why I'm not here. It's because of my stupid action. I must have had a little too much tequila or something before I talked to them. And I need to say that on this show and let y'all from the Bachelor Nation, since I'm the face of Bachelor Nation, that I'm wrong and we need to grow from here. Excellent point. So, Javon Gunner, I have been accused of being petty. I will own it. Um, I will own it. So for me, I am going hard next season, and I'm just going to hire another black bachelorette, go hire another black bachelor until it becomes this thing of, I'm going to stop watching this show because all they do is put on these black people trying to find love, and I'm not here for it, darn it. Um, What would you guys do? I know you don't watch it, but what would make you go, ha, there you go. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't I mean I am so ambivalent to this crap I mean first of all you go on ABC what do you expect was gonna uh, I, I got nothing I got nothing and everybody deserves what they get all of them you should know you should have known better <laughs> find a better reality show on a better network that is fair to under 
represented groups. Have you ever watched any of these black reality shows on uh, BET or OWN? Why would I watch those? Exactly. They're trash. Okay. Just like this one. This is just trash a different way. I don't, I'm good. You know, I don't watch reality shows in general. Owen has a contest, a show where it's like a group of, like, let's say, 40s and older trying to find love, but then they got to weed them off. So there's only three couples. So you're basically like, oh, well, this person isn't showing me enough attention, so they got to get out of here because they might actually mess, they might actually start dating that person. So like, I'm like, so the idea of the game is not to actually find love, it's to kick everybody else so you can win in the end. I'm like, this is why things like that is like, we try and do something different, but it's trash. It's trash. They have a show, put a ring on it, where couples have been together for like nine or 10 years, and they're like, I don't know. Do I really want to put a ring on it? And like, let's date it. Oh, that's date hilarious. That oh, yeah. What generation are they trying to reach? Because, anyways. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> seriously. Yeah. No, I, I remember, I think the last reality, like, matchmaking show I liked was like, was it Dating Naked? Remember that? Or Naked, Naked yeah, Dating, whatever it was called. I remember, remember that? that girl's no, I didn't watch it, but yeah. It was actually pretty cool. You <laughs> kind of forget that they're naked. Like, because the, the format of the show was actually pretty good. Um, <laughs> just like, oh yeah, that's right. It's, it's very they show the girl sued because they showed her butthole on TV or something like that. No, that was another one that was kind of like that. Yeah, it okay. might have been that one, but I thought it was another okay. one where they, yeah, there was another one like that. I think it could have been this one though. I don't remember. That sounds that familiar, but I don't know if it was this show. Either way, I don't okay. think it's on anymore. All right, Javon. You know- I, I got to wait. This is how you fix the Bachelor and the Bachelorette's problem. Put it on VH1. You put it on VH1. <laughs> where it belongs. Look, as long as this is primetime network TV, there's not going to be any equity for any minority being the Bachelor or the Bachelorette. Period. It's never going to happen. It's not going to happen. We're not ready for it. We're not ready for it. So this season probably should bring more things to light than you know uh than 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 we realize that you know we're not ready to see um and when I say we I mean this is this country and everything that's going on people are still gonna feel the way they feel about seeing a black man with a lot of white women <laughs> on oh, it wasn't even like that. They no. had the majority were minorities. Yeah. They probably had mm-hmm. what do you say Jay's ten white girls? No, let's say if there was out of 30 contestants, there were probably mm-hmm. 10 to 12. Like, that, that's probably about the right ratio. And 10 to 12. How many of those white women made it to the have. final? What are we at? Final three. Final three. And, and one. Let's say this. But, he, was, he gave him like one-on-one. It, let's say this. The time towards the end was much more equitable, actually, towards the minority. It was not like, I mean, they showed like Everybody, I mean, because it was like the final four, it was one white woman, and they showed everybody's dates. It was not, I mean, like, at the end, it was okay, and it, it showed more time, but it's not a situation. Their problem is it's too profitable to continue, much more than send it on VH1. It's just too, it makes money, and it's like, that's why they have their own. That's a joke, is that? Well, no, that's a joke because we know that's not going to happen. The only way to make it so it's not as controversial or what have you is to put it on VH1 
That way, nobody gets offended because it's a circus any damn way, right? <laughs> and yeah, it's on network it's TV. It's you know, it's gonna be what it is. It's gonna be Ray J finding love or Flavor Flav finding love. You know what I mean? Um, but like you said, that that what was the final? What's the final four? Or whatever uh, for women, it's what three black women, one white woman, right? Or something like that, right? Imagine if it were three white women and one Asian woman. Well, or four white women, you know what I mean? Well, are we ready for that? What would the what would the the fervor be behind that? You know what I mean? Okay, let, oh, Javon, if, like, like the last one was the la- the last Bachelorette. Her final mm-hmm. three was two white guys and one black guy, and it was like the same thing with Rachel season. It was like kind of. I'm, I'm sure she had Latino dudes. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the, the, the dynamics. Be, Dynamics are different. Oh, yeah, we're talking yeah. about it's a patriarchal society. We're talking about dudes on white women. Nobody mm-hmm. likes that. Still, that's kind of how the country that. works. Everybody yeah. knows that a white dude can go with a black woman anytime. Exactly. Everybody's that, cool that. with it in some way, cool shape, or form. Right. Mm-hmm. But you know, guys, controversial. Like, of course. Mm-hmm. Why would that be any? Yeah, of course, that happens. Right. Oh, look at that interracial wonderful couple. Unless it's the other way around. Here. And I think I've mentioned this before on this podcast. Whenever we've seen televisions version of a diversified uh, interracial couple it's a white woman and ethnic it's a white man i'm sorry an ethnic woman black woman asian what have you we don't have uh, the the black man with the white woman the black man with the latina and a, a south in a south asian woman an asian woman we don't have that and you can't even have a cheerio commercial you can't even have a cheerios commercial with a black man and a white woman Brother. together because the brother was on the couch being lazy. You know, it's like, come on, man, what is going on? That's why I say it's we, we're not ready for it. Put it on VH1 if you want to see this go without a hitch. Because that way it's a circus and nobody gives a damn. You know what I mean? Right. A black guy, a brother on VH1 Finding Love reality show, reality show, could have a house full of white women and nobody would bat an eyelash. Nobody would care. No, it's a circus. So my whole thing is they just need to keep doubling down on it and literally not literally like just totally hire minorities to do this for the next five or six cycles. And that way they can weed out everybody. Cancel. Okay. Jeff, have you you've seen the commercial where they say, Hey, do you know a senior that's looking for love? I have well, seen that. I'm not I'm watching like, that either. I'm like, seriously? The batch, seniors bachelor. I'm like, what are yeah. y'all putting this on ABC or, or like something else? I am like, this could be hilarious. Like, how yeah, do you watch bachelors and seniors? This is gonna be awesome. Wherever yeah. here for it is, I'm the opposite location, Jason. Right. The so Bama's were four. So it sounds like those Bama's were 40 when this joint first came out. So now we yeah, gotta so watch. Bachelors seniors for bachelors. <laughs> hey, I'm 40. I'm looking for love. Um, that's not a senior. Right. <laughs> All right, real quick, some news. Superman and Lois has uh, debuted on the CW, and CW is so excited because they never cancel anything anyway. They have already renewed it for season two. Jace, so far, most of my concerns have vanished from the show. What do you think about it? Okay, after watching episode two, uh, I think the good that I saw uh, from the pilot was like okay good like we're having like lois is going to have a good story arc the boys are actually 
brothers who are going to get on each other's nerves, but come together in the end. Mm-hmm. I like that. I was like, okay. It's like, and again, the budget of this, I, I mean, if I'm, I'm almost would be mad if I was Supergirl. I'm like, where was that budget when we were making our show? Because <laughs> they invested at CBS. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's that left at CBS, boy. Like, because it's like this was like just said, like this looks kind of like a Zack Snyder kind of CW show, and Supergirl looks. Hey, I can't. Can we dent the car? No, that car should. All right, we'll just let it ride. So just bounce into it. <laughs> can I mean, Martian Manhunter just be Martian Manhunter for a full no, episode? No, no, no. Never. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Never. Like he's with nobody. He's around friends, so he should be comfortable around. Nah, that's too much. Too much. Too much. Let's go. Yeah, oh, we gotta have the. We got. Remember, we gotta have our minority quota. We're not ABC or anything. <laughs> I mean, again, you're not wrong on that. I mean, we did kick out our minority to make sure he could go play, you know, Jax on Mortal Kombat, which I think was a smart move. Good move on him. He didn't kick out. He left the show. Hey, I'm saying he was using that as a bridge to pay for that rent that month. Then he got to the Mortal Kombat movie. Like, send me down. <laughs> yeah, we no, like what you you really think. We like what you did in uh the Tyler Perry movie. Forget True Blood. Forget <laughs> everything else you've done. We're really uh, that Tyler Perry here. movie with that bad wig and that ashtray line. That's what we needed from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> that's the Jacks that we needed. Super stereotypical asshole Jacks. Yeah. Um. Okay. <laughs> I again like this this this. This show looks like I, if I, I saw it after the premiere and I had the checkbook, I would have been very comfortable. Like we're losing Supergirl, we we're ship, we can easily shift that budget over, and you know somehow John Cryer is probably free, and or maybe we'll just kill him off and make a new Lex Luthor. We'll be fine. I mean, hey, we've already killed. I mean, we've already recast Morgan Egg, so why not? We got we got money to go. Let's 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 renew it for season two and three. We'll be fine. You know, Jace, something that irritates me is nobody wants to do what soap operas do, where they go, the role of so-and-so will now be played by, I feel like that was just oh, you a gotta do. Tom and Curtis. Right. And <laughs> it's just, okay. I Out the window. This week, and they, All-American is such a train wreck. But no. it's, it's a funny soap opera to me now. They changed the casting of the father of one of the girls and i was like this dude looks totally different and then i had to go look online just to make sure that i wasn't wrong and i was not and i was just like y'all should just say something because this is ridiculous that okay. dude didn't even have a goatee is it because we grew up like watching like days of our lives and young and arrest us where they literally said now playing the role of victor will be Eric yeah Brooke. that's what i'm saying okay once we yeah. get it we understand it it's like we moved on Right. But he's like, I've seen it. It's just like, uh, who's that guy? Oh, or at least some kind of joke to it, like like on uh, Fresh Prince did that every now and then. Yeah. I'm here. It's me. Get over it. Okay. All right. No problem, Don. G. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so Javon, I watched The Walking Dead because it's it's back. Season ten is back. This is a season will never end because of COVID. So this is its third return. <laughs> They take their fall break, then they take their uh, we've got an actual break. pandemic break, and we're back. 
the season 10 is winding down now and um the episode was good because they focused on maggie but gosh man i don't i don't know if i have ever watched a show that was based on some form of suspense where they just decided you know what we don't need that suspense anymore Let's tell everybody that two of our main characters are going to make it through so they can do a spinoff. So every scene with Daryl and Carol, my suspense level just drops like 100%. And anyone around them instantly puts on a Star Trek red shirt where it's like, yo, you better watch out, dude. (laughs) Yo, Mick Johnson. (laughs) Hey, we just met you today. Bobby, how you doing? I'm so old. Yeah, good. Hey, you you know what, Jeff? You 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 took the words out of my mouth when uh, what's the girl? Uh, I can't think of the young lady that's that's, that's Daryl's new protege. Kelly it's like um, whatever her name is. Every scene when she broke off alone, like oh, where's your girl? She's supposed to be uh, keeping watch. Right. All I can think of was that that part of Chris Rock's uh, No Sex, where he's like, "You're gonna die. You're gonna die." That's all I kept thinking. It's like we're gonna. We're gonna see because she's not gonna hear it coming because she's deaf. It's like yeah, she's gonna die. It, it takes you out of it. It, it. That part of that part takes me out because there's no suspense. And even the trailer for this week's episode where they show Daryl uh, going through some kind of anguish. Like, they yeah, just showed Daryl and Carol. I'm like, wait a minute. I, I don't care. <laughs> I know they're gonna make it. Just like the episode, you're like, I don't want to. I mean, this is the end of season ten. I don't need to watch it. They're fine. Yeah, they're good. I mean, they can get bit by 20 walkers. They're going to find some magic cure that can only be used twice. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. <clears throat> Everyone else's life is on the table. And oh, yeah. If you care about any of the cast. I mean, the only storyline that I'm interested in right now is uh, uh, Eugene's booty call. Because I want to see where the Walking Dead Stormtroopers come into play, what faction they're in. Right. <laughs> um. And Negan versus Maggie, Maggie, or more Maggie versus Negan. How, or if they ever clear the air on that, um, what's to come of that? That's the only thing I care about right now. Everybody, Jamal, else I feel like you can't food. clear the air with the dude that bashes your husband's head in the back. I, I, I hope not. But you know what, though? I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something. If it were like that, Maggie would have popped him on sight. I would have. <laughs> I'd have shot him in his face <laughs> on sight, right? There's the, I wouldn't care who he saved out the group. I had to watch while I was carrying my son right. who's holding my hand. You bash his father's skull in. You are dead. You're yeah. not just dead. I'm going to sit there and do a, not just a dead dancing to me. jig. Yeah, you know. Um, do, I, do you I, I'm eager to see what happens. He becomes a walker. You're like, no, nah, he can't actually die right away. I got to see him as a walker running around. Back. <laughs> so I can hit him in the kneecap with that same bat and watch him crawl on his hands. Yeah, that's that's the level of yeah sickness I would I would have displayed. I'm I, I'm just eager to see that because they did a good job at the end of that episode where Negan has yeah. to look into the face of the son. Yeah, whose father he killed. Yeah, so I, I want to see what happens. That's that, those are the only two storylines I care about. I am feeling a certain way with. Uh, because I was, I was very much like this until they were like, no, Han's really still alive. When they tried to make our boy in uh, Fast and Furious, uh, like, hey, we're, we're starting to make Jason Statham a good guy. I'm like, uh-uh, he killed Han. 
I'm not signing off on this. Like, you do whatever I will you say want to do. But he killed my boy, huh? But he killed my boy. I will say this, one more thing to that. Jace, I, I know you remember that thing we were talking about years ago where if you put Isaiah Thomas in charge of a, a, a successful, <laughs> successfully ran franchise and you just let him run it into the ground just to see how fast he could do it. Just do your math. Just do your thing, Just do your thing, You got a successful casino, I'm going to put all the winning slot machines in the back of the casino floor. Yeah. We're only <laughs> All of our top shelf let get rid of it. <laughs> I just I would I would right now, given Maggie and what she's done so far, her track record, she's trying starting to edge Isaiah out. Ma- Maggie as a leader is dog shit. She's she's pretty bad. She's pretty bad. So what happens is she goes, All right, it looks like you guys have everything under control. I'm gonna head out. That's where Maggie's problem is. As long as she's there, it's all good. But the second she's like I've set up a successful business model. You guys should be able to take care of stuff. I'm going to bounce out of Hilltop for a few months. <laughs> it's a wrap. I'll come back. It's, it's a wrap. Girl. You're right. Really? Literally, I'm bro. You're right. She Enjoy it. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> She's 0 for 3 in that because Hilltop, her current, when she left to go be with whatever the mystery woman name was, Crazy, that group, yeah. then this group, yeah, and then the group that she had, we just watched Two of her people burning like old like old chicken pots on a grill, right? right? Just rotate a little then bit. We watched, <laughs> then we watched some guy who probably just left the Capitol uh, uh, strategically snipe out her other three or four members or two or three folks. Like, come on, man, Maggie. Maggie. She told me to get down. Fun. I don't know what they're doing. She I mean, did. Hey, somebody got shot. Why y'all running around? He's, and like the, and dude, the, the sister that was running... Like you just saw what happened. Right. You just saw this. They just got I want, shit I want people to get killed creatively. I want them to get killed working for it. Like, yo, I saw somebody get shot. Let me get down on the ground. And you get shot because you're on the ground trying to crawl. Yeah. Like, man, that's dirty. Cause that whole standing up was like, dude, come on. But anyway, I mean, who cares? I didn't remember her name. Okay. But. <laughs> Does that not set you up for the last, I mean, like, the final season of Walking Dead, like, some random hunter dudes? It's like, we're supposed to be, like, going into the last season. I'm like, I, all the momentum of this season has been lost. It's like, can we just wrap it up? Kind of, I mean, like, because we were like, <laughs> whispers. we're like, oh, man, this is like evolution of walkers. Now we're like, some random dudes? This how we rolling out? Like, Listen, random hunter. Random QAnon, bro. <laughs> I'm going to just shoot up people. Yeah, I think that's very realistic. And somehow more terrifying than listeners. Hey, man, the only thing that was missing from that dude was a Trump 2024 t-shirt, dude. <laughs> like, what? why are you even out here in your fatigues? And where did you get the last rifle in, 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 in the apocalypse? A dingy red <sighs> hat that's just still holding on. It's like the fabric's friend, and he's still rocking it. There's no lettering on it anymore. It just says make. It just yeah. says make. <laughs> make them up. Anyway, so that was that. All right. I, I, I came up with a bunch of things for us to do. We talked too much. I'm going to go with one because, I mean, you know, we should do one of them at least. All right. Let's do this. I asked you guys to take one character from a show to make another one better. 
or remove a character from a show to make it better. And I gave Gunner and you guys some basic ground rules. It didn't have to be a show right now. You can start from 2000 to right now. So you can take one character from a show and make move them to another one to make it better or take a terrible one out that would make the show better all on its own. Jace, I know you love going first. So what's your choice? Oh, of course. All right. You know, I, I like starting to setting the tone for these things. So I get one or one? Yes. Okay. All right. So my one character that I'd like to move to a show to make it interesting was I would like to move Felicity from Arrow into Super. Yeah. And I would love to see all the interactions that would bring. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I would be right though. Who knows? It's a powder keg of awesomeness. It would be awesome, but hey, have I ever? Hey, I know I'm new to this world, but I figured out all the problems. Hey, perfect. I can actually get to the 31st century and annul Monel's marriage and marry, make him marry to you. <laughs> I'm also double as a lawyer and computer expert. You know, since I saw the tech viewers, his uh, crew, no. I figured out. Five seconds. They'd make her the head of the DEO, dog. I swear to God. No, that's way too. Yeah. That's too low for her. Come on. It's like, but the problem is too low, President. Yeah. But the problem Linda is, this would be who would be more awesome, her, Alex, or Supergirl? Who's never wrong? We don't know. It's awesome. <laughs> that's a great. That's a great choice, Chase. All right, who are you kicking off of a show? Where's that oh. one in the thing? Uh, no, unfortunately, I do have to make a recent adjustment to my needs to go from a show. Uh, my my show that needs to lose a character is Lightning needs to go from Black Lightning to any other show just to make it actually about Black Lightning. Uh, and, <laughs> I, I mean, I've watched like the last five and I'm like, wow, Lightning, you're awesome. Anything you can do? Nope. Listen, I, I am so going to be I told you so on this one. I told y'all the second they started powering his daughters up, we were in for a problem. In the first episode of Black Lightning. Like, it's, 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 it's. And I think, I mean, every time you mention that, I'm like, I really remember that in the podcast. You're like, I don't know if they should have given him powers. And very much like, and, and I think Gunnar mentioned this last week, he's like, yeah, after that third season where it was all day Khalil and Lightning, and the fact you want me to go to a spinoff of that? <laughs> yeah, come on now. Oh, I care about painkiller. Uh, hello, I keep seeing that thing pop up. I'm like, painkiller? Who was, was that even, I'm trying to remember if that was even a character. That is, he is a character. They need to give yeah, him but, a better name, though, because, wow. That, they just, honestly, they, they just want Khalil running around without a shirt. That's really all it is. That's really all it is. Something for the ladies. Something for the honeys. Oh, fun, honey. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Connor, how about you, man? Uh, this was the assignment I did not complete, so I was hoping you'd go with the other one, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm here for next no, week. I had to mess you up. All right, tell you what. That's all good. No, 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 no. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. I'm good. Right. I just don't think it's cool. Because uh, you said 2000. Uh, so the first one I put down before you gave us the, the timeline was adding Max from Living Single to Friends. Not just any old black person like they tried to do. <laughs> Ross's girl, whatever. No, actual black person who's a lawyer who's in New York. And add them to their friends crew. Like, she just moved in real quick. 
<laughs> I feel like that would add another element of funny and probably attract the audience. No? Okay, fine. Next one. My next one is... <laughs> Forget y'all. No, look the next one is... I think that still fits. It ran until no. 2004, so you did. They were in the 2004, but Living Single didn't Living Single didn't get past the 90s, did it? Tim, Tim, you were in, New York in, in our fictional timeline. She didn't move out of New York, did she? Like she was a lawyer in New York. Yeah. No, they already moved out of New York. I'm just saying, you know, him and Kyle went off to another show or another part of New York where all the white people are, and there it were no black in people. So you mean yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, that joint ended in college. Like, so. so she still could have moved over to France. Yeah. Yeah, okay. she just moved to the gentrified Brooklyn. Brooklyn. All right, what's your character you're taking out of a show? Barney. How I Met Your Mother. That one's easy. <laughs> Damn. How you take him out of that and stop making him the point of the day. What do you say? I said you won the assignment right there. Yeah. Like, I mean... After season four, I'm being nice. Like, yeah. after a certain point, it's like, yo, all right, Doug, it's, it's time to not be about you anymore. It's all about, <laughs> it's all about Ted. <laughs> hey, honestly, I always say this. I blame Britney Spears for that because if they put Ted with Britney Spears, everyone would assume it was about him. But once they put Barney with it, it's like, it's Barney's show, right? He's funny. He's awesome. Like, oh. Exactly. Um, I have one honorable mention. We I would totally add the plot, like a plot from any good show. The plot. That's a character in this realm of thinking. To the leftovers. <laughs> the plot. That's pretty good. <laughs> good All right, let me see here. So for mine, I am, and this is my inspiration for this uh, question for you guys. I am taking Strand from Fear the Walking Dead and moving him to the main show because they have done this a lot with, within that universe. They've taken Walking Dead characters and moved them over to Fear the Walking Dead to prop the show up and make it better. Strand is a very interesting character, and I would like to see what he would do in the main universe because he's shifty. He's not uh 100% good guy, 100% bad guy. He's definitely a shades of gray character and he's a gay black man on TV that doesn't play into stereotypes of being a gay black man and um he just has a lot of elements to him and I think that would work pretty well and interesting on Walking Dead, but because he's so interesting, there's no way they would take him off of Fear the Walking Dead. My character to remove absolutely 1 million percent has to be Felicity. Um season 8 was so whatever that last season was where they barely had her in it was was so close to being one of the best simply because she was not in it i would have taken felicity out of arrow from season three like she would have been killed from raz al ghul when she popped off to him and then maybe they could have brought her back for season five like it was a ghost or something or her twin sister from another universe either way that would have been the end of felicity so yeah so we would have like Instead of switching killing Laurel for no reason, we have a edgy Felicity who actually gets stuff wrong. Interesting. I, I didn't say Felicity would get stuff wrong. Oh, okay. I was hoping I, right. I could have Felicity and have her do something wrong. All right, Jay King, how about you? 
since Jake King has faded from the camera. I mean, he, he's been here all this time, and all of a sudden it went black. That's not a good sign. Okay, I, I'm going to take Javon's camera, and I'm going to remove that from him. <laughs> okay. All right, hopefully we can get him back. But until then, it's that magical time of the week, fellas. Who are your nominees for Dummies of the Week? Jace, why don't you start us off? Switch things up a bit. You know, uh, well, wait, Sean's coming back. He is returning. You want to wait? Uh, sure. Hey, Javon. Yeah, sorry about that. Everything went goofy for me. <laughs> it did. I thought you just didn't want to participate. All right, what's your choice? No, I, I, my two, uh, um, if I could take anybody, I got two choices. Torek from Sons of Anarchy, I would have loved to have made him a villain in The Walking Dead. Because he was a total sadist, and even more so than Negan. You know, where Negan was this kind of comic foil sometimes, and like he, he doesn't talk like real people, because nobody has ever said, like, put on your pissing pants, and <laughs> like Torek was a, a true evil, like an evil guy. And who was the, who was the actor that played him? I think it's Donald Lowe who was in like one of those oh, early 2000s oh, shows. Yeah, he was big. Oh. Donald Lowe's been anything. Yeah, yeah. And he's a really good actor. I think he portrayed a, 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 a sadist villain really good in Sons of Anarchy. I would have loved to see him in the Walking Dead universe as somebody. And um. Lafayette from True Blood. I don't know if anybody watches Poise. Mm -hmm. uh, my wife got me watching Poise. Um, great cast, great show. Lafayette as a take no shit from nobody gay guy on that show, gay man on that show as a part of that clique, uh, I think would have really given like, as opposed to, um, especially during the time when that show was depicted, Instead of uh, being anybody's victim or, or, or being, uh, uh, not to say that anybody's a victim or being shamed for being gay, but there are certain moments in that show where, you know, the characters do face discrimination and, and, and sometimes they have to take it on the cheek. Lafayette wasn't the one for that. Lafayette would, would have kicked somebody's ass. I would have loved to have seen that on the show, that kind of character on the show. Those are my two. Okay. All right, Jace. It's that time for Dummies of the Week. Brother, who is your nominee? Okay. Uh, I don't think I have a good one uh, other than whoever was the Golden Globe producer who had uh, uh, Daniel Kawhi and Kalua on mute for his acceptance speech. You know, especially when you're trying to, you know, hey, we're representing everybody. Diversity on winning. Oh, shit, isn't it? This isn't an Uber conference. We have to all be on. The people talking need to be off mute. This is bad. This is bad look. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be fired for this, aren't I? Yeah. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. So, that is my dummy of the week. Gunner, do you have one? George Abbott. Texas Governor George Abbott. He is going to open everything up. So everything deep froze. And he's like, you know what? We haven't taken enough L's. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to, you know, our numbers aren't even down. Last time I checked. Uh, our vaccinations aren't even up. So 
let's just reopen and everything, everything, open, 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 open. No mask also, by the way, during a pandemic that's still not done worldwide. Right. Texas, though, yeah. you know, Texas, Texas however. Though. That should be a T-shirt, Texas, though. But Texas, though. Nah, they'll yeah. turn it into something great, even though we're saying it in the most insulting <laughs> way possible. <laughs> anyway, right. tell me of the week right there. My my choice is this is a, a two-layered dummy of the week because it, it, it levels to this game. All right, my first part of this is the Washington football team, which has decided to have co-ed dance teams. No more cheerleaders for these guys, which means we're going to see dudes gyrating just as much as the women. And my next one, oh, Jace, Jace had to come through with a text. I got you on this one, bro. Um, so, yeah, we're going to see the dudes sweating and bumping and grinding. That should be awesome. But the next part on the Facebook post that you guys are so kind to share with me, uh, this woman, Susan, who broke down the truth, she was like, unfortunately, cheerleaders in the NFL are all sexualized. Half the team's cheerleaders outfits, and I am adding quotations and punctuation because she did not, um, belong in a strip club, not on the sidelines of a football team, hoping their new quote-unquote, dance team isn't more of the same. They need to focus on the football players and their game. To which I say, Susan, you are 100% correct. Let's get rid of everything that has nothing to do with football. Let's get rid of the national anthem. Let's get rid of Let's get rid of the military presence there, you know, flying of the jets. I mean, let's think about this. Have you had a big conference, a big work conference? Have you ever started it by singing the national anthem? All right, everybody, before we start this conference, we're going to, can everybody please rise? We're going to have boys and men singing the national anthem. No, you don't do that. So let's get rid of that. Let's get rid of the punt, pass, and kick competition winners. Nobody cares. Let's just stick to football. Uh, so, Susan, I'm with you. Jeff, get rid of everything. Yeah. Uh, the, the military uh, pays for those uh, advertisements. Um, that, Listen, that's why it has nothing to do with football. Nothing. Uh, uh, let's well, stick to football. Uh, Jeff, we we tell we only tell athletes to stick to football and their sport. We don't actually tell that to the people making money off. Like, come on, Jeff, hey. right on your tail. Seriously, Susan and I are on the same page. Let's just Jeff. focus on football. Let's make the games two hours. Let's dump all the stuff that doesn't matter. I, I really think you're. I think your your sarcasm here is just it's just it's just not working for our business model. So we're gonna have to work on you before you start coming up with that you know stuff that stops us from making money. Okay, just simmer down. When I place the order at McDonald's, the Blue Angels do not fly overhead. Don't they? You live in D.C. Don't you just go by Andrews Air Force Base randomly? Listen, I live, in, I live in suburban D.C. Thank you so much. All right, Jake. Oh, I'm sorry. Jace, you did say you had a brain malfunction, and you had a better choice. What was that choice? Oh, my gosh. Again, I got messed up. I got thrown all off. But since we started this conversation with Married at First Sight, we're going to bring it back. So this time, my dummy of the week is actually the one I said, if they didn't straighten up, was going to be my dummy of the week last week. <laughs> yes, age. Because, all right, so husband says, hey, I got a baby mama on the way after meeting you four days. You know, like, actually goes to their shared apartment. But nah, hey, I got I Chris says, hey, sweetie, I, I gotta I gotta gotta take some time, you know, deal with my issues. 
I'll meet you, you know, at the apartment. Of course, where he goes is where his baby mama lives, but pay no attention to that, bitch. No, you don't you don't need all that information when I whisper in your ear all the stuff that I don't want to hear on camera. But not only do you do that, she decides to take the brother's luggage back to the shared apartment. Like, wait a minute. So he's telling me, hey, I'm going to my baby mama's house. But can you take my luggage back? I know we ain't been married that long, but can you take my luggage back? I'm, I'm just going to be real quick. Wink. Um, and then, you know, he promptly says, hey, you know, we're going to go in separate definitions. But hey, can I hey can I whisper something else in your ear real quick and see if you believe this little horse crap? And the smile on her face is like, I may actually believe this. <laughs> she did. It was like, I, I told you last week, you, 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 you just didn't cut this dude. You were my W of the week, and by golly, she made it happen. She is my W of the week. Yeah, she worked hard for that one too. Because wow, it's terrible. Jay King, who is your nominee, sir? You know, I don't want, I didn't want to, but I think I have to. T.I. and Tiny for their whole, um, <laughs> Jason's cracking up, um, for their, their entry into the whole drug and women, weirdo sex, uh, 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 cult or whatever they're, they're trying to establish or been doing over the years. It's, went from fledgling rapper to 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 superstar rapper um it was good to see his like come up right early in his career and then all of a sudden it's like now you want to be uh or, or you're buying guns and, and and living like a, a kingpin you just be a rapper so he went from that set of controversies to to now this whole thing, you know, his daughter. I check him all the time and every year. He really is. He's re- he really is. He's keeping it interesting. Um, the whole thing what was it last year, the year before. I check my daughter's time and every year. We go to doctor. I don't care if you do. Nobody, but don't. That that's something that's kind of weird. Don't tell everybody that. Um, now this whole thing, I, I just I I I wish he'd go back to just not doing these things. I don't even know what to say. Like the stories just keep getting weirder and weirder. Like, come on, dude. Just you don't have don't do this. So basically you want I mean I understand it. No, it's not so much stick the rappers is stop doing dumb shit. Just stop it. Stop doing stupid things. Hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. Stuff is I'm at the. Oh. What'd you say? This, this dumb stuff is costing his role in Ant Man three. So oh, they kicked him out already. Yeah, you know his character may not may not make the appearance. That's hilarious. Yeah, they they cut oh, him out the Ant Man uh, movie. They said they already cut him because of this whole thing. This controversy. Again, that's the controversy to take out. It's like you and I are trying people to have relations with him. It's like. Oh, no, no, no. You're not that pivotal. Get him out. Yeah, he wasn't a bad actor. He was getting better. Anyway, he, uh, I, I have to admit, it's sad to say, he was the last celebrity Ooh. I actually just met before the pandemic. The last, last celebrity I saw and met in person before the damn pandemic. All people. Was he so, even trying to recruit you to his club? 
Yo, man, nah, nah. But we were in the trap attention. museum when he was un. We were at the trap museum when he was unveiling the uh, the uh, women in trap. So hmm. there's something. Was there. it women in trap or women in trap? Maybe a little bit of both. I do recall a cage. Ah! Although sadly, I'm not kidding. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. All right, fellas. Thank you so much. It's that time, Jace. Yeah. We're about to watch some more foolishness with Chris. Come on, fellas. Join in with us. You can come along. It's a fun ride. Chris and Paige are making this reality TV show too much. So thank y'all for rolling, as always. Thank y'all out there for listening. This episode allows movie files, as in files.